Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. He takes the snap. He's going to look downfield. He's going to throw. Jimmy Graham. Touchdown, Seahawks. He fires down the field, and it's caught on a dead run. That is Stu Juice Smith-Schuster. Pittsburgh Steelers touchdown. 98 yards. Forte running right. Turns the corner at the 10. Makes a man miss. At the 5. At the goal line. That's another Jet touchdown. And the Jets on the verge of blowing this game open. With your inside look at everything football, it's TSN 4 Downs with Andy McNamara. Brought to you by Domino's. Hey, it's week nine in the National Football League, folks. Welcome to TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. And as you just heard, yeah, we're delivered by Domino's. Check all their great deals out at Domino's.ca, the $11.99 large four-topping pizza. Phenomenal. Football food, anytime food, Domino's.ca. Get us on Twitter at TSN 4 Downs. At AndyMC81, if you miss any of the show, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or the show page on tsn1050.ca. You are listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. Great big show for you today. We're going to talk some Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? David Hellman, staff writer for Cowboys.com, drops by in about 12 minutes' time. Then, the lovely and talented Lauren Gardner to go over oh, well, the fantasy implications of this week. Uh, Lauren's one of the uh, best around, in my opinion. She hosts Fantasy Freaks on Altitude TV out in Colorado, so knows the Broncos very well, so we'll get some fantasy insight from her. We have our own DraftKings Sleepers, our contest delivered by Domino's uh, of DraftKings. You go to draftfree.com, win yourself a Domino's grand prize, as well as some cash. You can go head-to-head against myself and producer Mike Skrizniak. Skriz, how did you do last week? You were leading... You were leading in our DraftKings contest for the first, what, half of the game? Yeah, for the first half of the games on 1 o'clock. And then, um, and then I jinxed you? And then Rob Gronkowski decided to stop catching the ball, and oh, Mark boy. Ingram fumbled a couple yeah. times. Yeah, that'll, that'll get you. That'll get you. Yeah. It's, a, it's our pick'em contest, so we'll go over that at the end of the show, give you some advice and take you through that. But you can go draftfree.com and enter that contest there. Uh, Skriz, the, uh this was the wildest NFL trade deadline maybe in history. Usually it's it's a dud. Usually there's not much to talk about. You get a little side bit being moved a couple days before, and then it's kind of meh. This year, uh, wow, we saw this year was <laughs> better than any NHL trade deadline. You're right. In recent memory, any, any NBA trade deadline, definitely baseball trade. Yeah, well, there's like four different baseball trade well, deadlines. But that's true. That's the, another story. It's confusing. That goes to our poll question today at TSN four downs TSN and the number four downs. Which NFL trade deadline move will be most beneficial this season? And I say this season because my answer overall would be different. But for this season, which one will be the most beneficial? Brown to the Seahawks, shore up that offensive line. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo to the San Francisco 49ers. Jay Ajayi to the Eagles from Miami. Or Calvin Benjamin to the Buffalo Bills. Boy, they could have used him in that, that Jets game. Uh, or you can go off the board. At TSN four downs at Andy MC eighty one. Big picture, Scrizz, long term, Jimmy Garoppolo to the 49ers. You know I'm a Jimmy G guy. I've been Oh, I know. I've been pumping this guy's tires since twenty fourteen when the Browns 
Should have taken him. Uh, Kyle Shanahan wanted him, who's now the head coach of San Francisco. He, so he's wanted him since 2014. That deal finally happened. Jimmy G, long-term, is going to be the guy in San Francisco, and I think lead him back to the promised land. But for immediacy for this season, I'll go Dwayne Brown to the Seahawks, man. I actually said the exact same thing. Yeah? Dwayne Brown. Keep, it's, it's probably the least sexy pickup, but when you think about when the Seahawks are most effective, when are they? It's when they can run the ball well and keep Russell Wilson safe. You add an offensive lineman, that's going to help with that. Yeah, see, they've had a lot of primetime games this year so far, and every time you watch them, Russell Wilson's running for his life. Yeah. Not, not in the good way. It, it's not like his design plays. It's, oh, no, I'm going to get squashed. And when you're a, what, a 5'10 quarterback, the, exactly, you need the O-line. Yeah, and thankfully his receivers have actually really stepped up. That game last week, Seattle and Houston, was wow. probably the game of the year. I don't see that being talked wow. in the regular season. Paul Richardson, and l- let me just put a little fantasy twist on this one. Paul Richardson, I saw, like, added in like 60% of Yahoo leagues. Everyone was jumping all over. Settle down. All right, it's, yeah. it's 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 one game. Don't fall over yourself to get Paul Richardson. There's actually no Seahawks receiver aside from maybe Jimmy Graham, and that's just because of the deficiency with tight ends this year. But you're not, you can't be running around grabbing like a, a no. Tyler Lockett, Paul no. Richardson, any of these guys, right? Because every week it's somebody different. It's somebody different or nobody at all, and the backfield is just it's all over For the, the place. They miss they, Chris Carson. They sure do. They really well, do. And Eddie Lacy could have had Alex Collins to cut him. <laughs> Yeah, what is what a week he had. But they're going to be trotting out Eddie Lacy as the starter, and he was being picked up. Like, folks, I know we're all thirsty for running backs. All right, it's uh, we, yeah. we need, need that thirst quenched. In, it's uh, ain't going to be Eddie Lacy. Enjoy your zero point seven yards per carry, oh. there, uh, fantasy folks. <laughs> the the bowling ball. Now, the only way that changes is if he vultures a touchdown at the goal line. That which yeah. which could because he's you know a, a barrel of fun. There's a boom, pounded in from the goal line for a touchdown. That's really the only way Eddie Lacy is going to have any value for you. I'm shocked neither of us took Jay Ajay in this poll. I know. I was, I was leaning towards Ajay. I just thought from the aspect of what is going to help the team. Like, real, realistically, if Brown would have gone to the Eagles, I think that probably would have been a better pickup to strengthen their offensive line once Peters went down. Yeah, and what I like about Jay Ajay, he's one of the better blocking backs in the NFL, great point. So for for the X's and O's, I'm thinking of him chipping a lot, yep. trying to help the left tackle on that side, and then going out to catch the ball. Well, that, that's a terrific point, Chris. Because if you could not acquire a premier offensive lineman, you're not going to replace Peters. But if you ha- if you can't acquire an offensive lineman, the next best thing is a pass blocking playmaking. Running back and like Garrett Blunt's not that guy. Definitely Wendell Smallwood's guy. little little too tiny for that. He's a yeah. like he's a rookie, he's he's second year guy. Like he can't do it. So it's a great move for the Eagles, but it's a I nice still pick. like Dwayne Brown. Yeah, it's it's a, a very nice pickup. I think it adds uh, a little more insurance to that backfield since Blunt wasn't the guy they expected. And a guy can be dynamic. Now he's been behind a poor offensive line and has been a little hit or miss with Miami. But you add that extra depth there. So leading the way so far is J.H.I. to the Eagles. Calvin Benjamin as well to the Bills. One, they need They could have used them on Thursday. They, they really could have used them. Zay Jones was left the game. Uh, with Jordan a, Matthews stinks. He, he's, he needs to get into a groove. Jordan Matthews is not a number one. Jordan Matthews he's is a good a, slot receiver. He's a great WR3. Right? You pop him in the slot, not your main target. Terrific. Calvin Benjamin, not a speed demon guy, of course. But that is a huge human being. Yep. Six and five. He, and he can block well. He can block. He jump knows ball. Sean McDermott. Listen, 
You just go. He knows McDermott. He knows the system from Carolina. Yeah. Goal line. Red zone. End zone corner. Yeah. To throw it up. The dude, six. Who's going to beat him for a jump ball? Who? Nobody. Nobody is beating Kelvin Benjamin for a jump ball. Now, the, my only question is, we saw out of Tyrod Taylor and the Bills that this is a team that can't really, is, is not built to come back. You have some teams like Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. They can come back. They can lead the offense. Taylor is very safe. Maybe this gives him a bit of a target to take a few more chances. He doesn't turn the ball over, but he doesn't have the weapons to make a comeback. Yeah, they're a ball control type offense. You like to run the ball with Deshaun McCoy and then get it to Charles Clay. Yeah. And who Charles should be Clay. back next week right. after and, missing, I think, four or five weeks. And Clay's had a great season before going out. But now you add another big ball. And Clay's a little bit smaller for a tight end, but he still can be a mismatch. But you, put, you pair Clay with Benjamin. I love it. With LaShawn McCoy. Oof. Now Tyrod Taylor has some weapons. Plus, he can run the ball. He can run the ball. That he's, could be a dynamic offense. He's half. just going to have to learn to take a little bit more. Re- like I, I think you'd, you'd probably be okay as a Bills fan for a few more touchdowns and the odd interception. If you're going to take chances and toss it up to Kelvin Benjamin, he can yeah. have an impact. He can have an impact too in a wild, a wild card that is completely open in that AFC. So, Scrizz and I vote Dwayne Brown to the Seahawks, Jimmy G to the 49ers again. This year, I, I think he'll get him a, a, a win or two. One aspect about that trade that a lot of people are, well, a lot of people have brought up what happens to Kirk Cousins next year? Yeah. Because they, everyone that thought it. Bay Area kid going back to San Fran with Kyle Shanahan who loved him. In Washington. And that can get the most probably out of him. Yeah. Well, he went the other way with Jimmy G and with Garoppolo again. Like I said, he wanted him in 2014. Garoppolo is perfectly built to run Shanahan's offense. It is a quick decision, fast reaction offense. Garoppolo is mobile enough. He has one of the quickest releases you're ever going to see. And people said, well, quarterbacks that were behind Tom Brady in the past have sucked. Yes, they have. But look at the pedigree difference. Ryan Mallett, horrible. What? Sixth round pick. Brian Hoyer, undrafted. Uh, who's the what was it Castle? Matt Castle. Matt Castle, late round pick again. Jimmy Garoppolo, second round grade, higher football IQ, better skill set. I think he's going to be tremendous there. He'll get him a couple wins. Uh, he'll he will he will help. But after a full training camp, watch out, man. Jimmy G, if you can add a couple weapons around him in San Fran, yeah, I'm, well, I'm now they, him next now year. they're, they're going to have a high pick next year, and now yeah. you can go get yep. somebody on offense to help Jimmy G in his progression. Maybe a running back. Well, Barkley. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. We'll have to see how things develop there. All right, so you can vote on the poll at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. Now, the other huge story, of course, Deshaun Watson. After Scrizz, you said it. That tremendous game, that shootout last week. Co-lead of touchdowns in the league. One of the most exciting players in football. The scariest words, non-contact Contact. injury. Those are the ones that get you ACL Done for the year. Yeah, just a really sad story, man. The guy was a superstar in the making. Oh yeah, now, he could bounce back. He could take wrong. a while. Like it's not like his funeral or anything, but it's just the, a shame the season that he was having. Nineteen touchdowns, just torching the Seahawks defense. I haven't seen a. I don't no. think a rookie's ever done that. No, no, not like they, that. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. They haven't in this Legion of Boom era. Hundred percent no. So here's the contrast. So get this. So you're Houston. People picking up. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins, even in daily, whatever. Let's, Will Fuller. Let's Will Fuller, yeah. You go from co-leader of touchdowns in the NFL to Tom Savage, who's in year Ooh, three. Yeah. Do you know how many touchdowns he has, Chris? Negative four. Uh, zero. He, he legit he must has... must have thrown a couple pick sixes. Come on, don't those count? 
<laughs> he has zero touchdowns thrown. He stinks. You go, but Chris, he's a, again. It's about the pedigree. He's a fifth. Uh, I think he was a fifth round pick. Something. That's like not that. surprising. This isn't surprising. And then what? They pick up T.J. Yates and McGloin. Oh gosh. I'm, so, I am uh, so Colin Kaepernick. How do you feel about the uh, the Houston Texans backup QB situation? <laughs> so it'd be. Can you imagine people in there? What about Caps? Like, nah, get me McGloin. It's like a bad yeah, cop. It's like a bad I cop Penn movie. State. I saw him throw a ball far <laughs> once. It's like it's Sign like, him a, up. like a bad seventies cop movie. McGloin, get in here. Oh good. Yeah. It's Yates. Yeah. Give me my coffee. Yeah. I asked for cream in this, Yates. Yeah. It's just a a terrible situation. <sighs> they just went right back down to earth. And the running right. game is okay. So if you're a Titans or Jaguars fan, this is is it. this not your year? Uh yeah. Oh yeah. Like this this made everything and remember the Texans were still three and four. They're still under five hundred. Went completely wide open again. Oh, they got the Colts this week too, so it could be another one. They could, could probably be. win with TJ Yates back there. Maybe. Like well, they're they're going with Savage, going with the Macho Man. Uh, but you got the Colts, yeah, in that division, totally wide open. But Scriz, I said it, and I it brings me no joy to say this. I know. Because I really liked how Deshaun Watson was playing, but what did I call him all off season? RG four. Four. Why? Why? Because he's built similar, a little bit thicker, but built similar. Takes too many risks. Now, this is a non-contact injury. This is a fluke that could happen. But that type of build, the risks he took, leads to injuries. Leads to be injury prone. Okay? And what is RG3 season? What's his career? Rookie of the year. Dynamic. Knee injury. Never the same. Hope I'm wrong, but I was calling this since the summer. Brings me no joy to say that again. But you were, you were due is. for a right call. I was eventually. due for a right call. Okay, still to come in the show, we're going to be talking fantasy football with Lauren Gardner from the Fantasy Freak Show on Altitude TV. That's in about 20 minutes' time. Up next, though, Cowboys.com staff writer David Hellman. Uh, yeah, there's some stuff to talk about with the Dallas Cowboys. A lot more coming up. TSN 4 Down. He's obviously a really good football player. He's been a big part of what we've done since we got him uh, last year. Uh, I feel very confident in the other running backs that we have on our team, so we feel good about what their roles are. Uh, but certainly he helps us. Uh, he's been very productive for us uh, in the first game he's played. Uh, he's been playing awfully well uh, here of late, and excited to have him back. As Jason Garrett, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Time to talk some Cowboys here on TSN 4 Downs. We are delivered by Domino's. Go to Domino's.ca today, folks. They have their Pizza Pie uh, fan club, too. The point system. They reward you for buying pizza. Check it out. Domino's.ca. $11.99 for a large four-topping pizza. Medium feast pizzas. You got the side dishes. Marble cookie brownie for dessert. You hear me talk about it all the time. Gotta get Domino's.ca. Do it this weekend. Try it out. Domino's.ca. On Twitter, at TSN 4 Downs, at AndyMC81. I am Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050 and TSN 1150. You can vote on our poll question, the NFL trade deadline, which move will be most beneficial this season, at TSN four downs. First, hey, we got the Cowboys are the talk of the, the NFL. It's Deshaun Watson, and it's Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys. So I chatted with earlier today David Hellman, staff writer for DallasCowboys.com. We also swing around the NFC East. See what's up with them Cowboys. Here we go. Joining me now on the line, David Hellman, staff writer for DallasCowboys.com. David, how's it going? It is going fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you. And uh, hey, uh, the the roller coaster legal battle like this is like a courtroom drama. Will he play? Won't he play? This Sunday, he will play. Ezekiel Elliott is going to suit up. Uh, where where do we go from here? Like this is, seems like it's a day by day because David earlier in the week he wasn't going to play, and now he is. Like 
how is this affecting you're around the team? How is this affecting the actual team itself, not knowing whether their teammate is going to be on the field? Yeah, you know, honestly, this is one of the biggest cliches in sports, but I, I really don't get the sense that it affects them uh, maybe as much as you might think. Obviously, hmm. it's a big deal. He's an, he's an all-pro running back. I get that. Your chances of success go up greatly if he's on the field. But, you know, from, from high school all the way up to the NFL, football players are really great at compartmentalizing, hmm. focus on what they're supposed to focus on, focus on the playbook, focus on the next rep. Uh, you know, that's, that's all you ever hear get beaten into these guys' heads. And for the most part, you know, I, I think they do a pretty good job of that. You know, I talked to players in the locker room, uh, you know, this week after they found out that they were going to have Zeke, and they're like, yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. It's, it's nice to have him back. We're excited for him. We're happy he's here. Uh, but it's, it's not like this, this sigh of relief because, you know, we just have to focus on our jobs. We had to get these other running backs ready, and, and we felt good about what we were going to be able to do with them. So, like I said, I mean, you would obviously prefer that Ezekiel Elliott's on the field, but – I don't get the sense that there's a lot of hand-wringing going on in the locker room about whether or not he's there. It's just kind of, you know, you just kind of roll with these punches as they come. And if you've been following this story, uh, there's a different one every single day as far as, you know, how this thing's going to shake out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, David, a big part of our show here at TSN Four Downs is the fantasy football component. I'll tell you, uh, from the beginning of the week, people say, oh, well, who should I pick up? Waiver Wire Wednesday passes. And let me tell you something, sir. If uh, they, people are not Cowboys fans, they certainly aren't now because you had people spending waiver wire picks on Alfred Morris, Rod Smith going to the Dolphins, and then he's playing. Is there no compassion for the fantasy football world here? People are furious. Yeah, I know, right? I think uh, you know when we when we got the when we got word that Zeke was going to play, uh, I think somebody on our staff got a push notification that Rod Smith had been dropped from twenty thousand fantasy <laughs> rosters or something something ridiculous like that. Wow. Um, you know, it's 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 tipsy turvy. It's it's upside down. I think you know Alfred Morris probably would have been your guy. That's who I would have told you to get okay. if Zeke was suspended. So. File that away for next week because I have a feeling we're going to be having all these types of conversations again as soon as this game against the Chiefs is over. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, it's it's one of the most unpredictable things I've ever spent time around. Well, let's look at the this Cowboys club big picture here, David. And four and three, great season last year. You had Zeke, of course, go nuts, and Dak Prescott. What a season he had! And as expected, there's a little bit of regression all over to come back down to earth a bit. But they're certainly still in the hunt in the NFC East. What have you made of this year's group compared to last year? How they're playing and where you think they can go? Well, you know. I, I, I certainly didn't expect them to be four and three, so I'm not going to sit here and say I told you so. Mm. But yeah, like you said, I think I think you look at this team and you probably expected some regression. Uh, you lose two of your starting five offensive linemen. Yeah. I know the guys they have here are very talented, but you, you're going to take some time to fix that. You let you know four or five really talented starting free agents go on defense and hope to replace them with rookies. You're probably going to have some growing pains there. Um, the thing that surprised me, even having said that, I really I didn't think the running game would struggle the way it did to start the season out. It, it just didn't look like uh, the dominant Cowboys running game that we got used to seeing last year. Uh, but, you know, here we are, you know, roughly two months into the start of the season, and they're kind of rounding into form, which, you know, good for them that they're managing to keep Ezekiel Elliott on the field because I think that's, that's your bread and butter. Um, the defense, it, it's had its moments. The pass rush is, is a lot better than people expected. They've managed to get takeaways in these last two games that they've won. Uh, I just wonder, you know, between the rookies, between the inexperienced guys, I wonder if there's enough there 
uh, to hold their own against top-flight competition. This Chiefs team is going to be a great test because not only are they explosive, but they don't turn the ball over. So those are two things that, that should trouble Cowboys fans a lot going into this matchup. And, and if they can put, a, put together a good game against this team, I think that's really encouraging for their prospects in the second half of the season. In conversation with David Hellman, staff writer for DallasCowboys.com, on Twitter at HellmanDC. Let's swing around the rest of this division here, David. You look at the NFC East, and again, as you said, you're not going to say you told you so about the regression of the Cowboys. If somebody told us they knew the Eagles were going to be 7-1, they'd be dirty liars. Uh, what, what do you think of how Carson Wentz has developed into year two and what this team has done? Like, there's... There are pieces around him, but I wouldn't call it a stacked team at all. Like, what do you think of the Eagles? You know, I certainly wouldn't call them stacked, but I think it's a testament to the Eagles. You know, I, the, the talking point around Carson Wentz was that he was a really good quarterback who didn't have a lot to work with mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. So what do the Eagles do? They go get LeGarrette Blunt. They go get Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, they draft some re- receivers that they feel really good about, like Mac Hollins. Uh, you have Zach Ertz at tight end. And then, you know, kudos to them, I think, because in a year where, you know, where Aaron Rodgers has a broken collarbone, I think the NFC is as wide open as it's been in any time in the last, you know, five, six years. So what do they do? They go trade for a really quality running back in Jay Ajayi because I think, you know, that to me says that the Eagles know that they can win this conference, uh, you know, with a little bit of a push. So uh, I've been really impressed with Carson Wentz, and and you can't forget about that front seven either. I mean, no. Fletcher Cox and and all those guys. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, football is all about attrition. It's a it's a seventeen you know week war basically, and I'm interested to see how they're going to replace Jason Peters and how they deal without Michael Hicks. Uh, you know, two really good players that they lost uh, the last time they were out there. So uh, that's that's going to be something to watch. I think you know. People keep saying, you know, the Cowboys and Eagles have yet to play. They've still got two games to play, uh, so a lot of people aren't ready to concede this division. But if the Eagles keep winning at the rate they're winning, the Cowboys aren't going to have a chance to catch them if if they don't keep up. So, uh, you know, I'm interested, you know, this game against the Chiefs and then the Cowboys' next game, which is at Atlanta, those are going to be big because you need to win at least one of them, but preferably both, uh, you know, to set yourself up to try to take that division lead when you play Philly in a few weeks. Yeah, and when those two clubs face off, that's going to that could be a juggernaut battle. Like that, that those could be a couple of key games as this season wears on. We'll have to wait and see. But when you look at the NFC right now, David, it like the wild card, similar to the AFC, really, the wild card spots are completely up for grabs. Like the Redskins aren't necessarily out of it at three and four. That NFC North completely wide open because I, I don't care that the Vikings are six and two. With if you're relying on Case Keenum long term, I'm not buying it. Then the NFC South, Carolina, Atlanta, and and then the NFC West. Like it seems still like you can like we might be seeing an eight and eight, nine and seven type team get a wild card spot. Yeah, absolutely. And you know when I when I talk to Cowboy fans about this, that's what I say. I mean, really, the Eagles are the only team in this entire conference that I have a lot of confidence in. Yeah, especially I'd probably throw the Seahawks in there too, just because. They've kind of been there, done that before. Sure. Uh, they've got that, you know, they're battle-tested in the way that you are when you've been to the playoffs five or six years in a row. So those two teams, I'm very confident, are going to have a say come January. But everybody else, like you said, I mean, Minnesota's got a great defense. I question their quarterback play. I question every single team in the NFC South because it seems like you get a different team every week. Uh, you know, the Cowboys have looked good for the last three or so weeks, but they've got some ugly losses on their resume, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So, um, there's a lot to wonder about with this. And, yeah, like you said, I think, you know, 
eight and nine and seven, if not eight and eight, I think probably gets you a wild card this year. And so, you know, if you're the Cowboys, really all you got to do is kind of weather this roller coaster, uh, preferably if, if Ezekiel Elliott is still on the team for them. But, um, you know, as long as you're not losing multiple games in a row, you should have a chance, you know, by the time the end of the season rolls around. And last one for you here, David. Like, okay, we know the NFL when it comes to winning battles in court, they don't often lose. If Zeke is going to have to serve this, like, is the goal to just push it to next season like the Tom Brady situation? Because what you wouldn't want, I would think, is the six games to come right at the end of the year when you need him probably to get that wild card spot. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. There's There's really no way to predict how this is going to work. I mean, if he wins this thing in 2017 and, and the case goes forward into 2018, do you open yourself up to a situation where he's missing games in 2018? Right. Or if you keep extending this thing, do you push it into a scenario where he's unavailable in the home stretch or even potentially unavailable in the playoffs if you get that far? Wow. Uh, it, it's, it's really messy, and it's, it's a lot to speculate about. Um, but, you know, fortunately... For one way or another, you know, just from talking to people around here and people who know way more about the legal system than I do, I get the feeling that one way or another we're going to get some closure uh, this coming week after hmm. this Chiefs game. He's got he's got an appeal with the Second Circuit. It's going to be heard by three judges, and I think by the time it's you know by the time the Cowboys are set to face off against Atlanta a week from now. Um, I think we're going to know whether he's serving a suspension or whether he's free to play for the rest of the year. I, I think those are the two outcomes that are most likely, and I think this hearing this week is going to help clarify that a little bit. Well, David, it's going to be fascinating to follow this team on and off the field. Thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, that was David Hellman. You can get him on Twitter at HellmanDCCowboys.com staff writer. We switch over to some fantasy football talk. Host of the Fantasy Football Hour on Altitude TV and CBS Sports sideline reporter Lauren Gardner joins me next here on TSN 4 Downs. Welcome back. TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. Cross the TSN radio network on Twitter. At TSN 4 Downs, at AndyMC81. If you missed any of the show, first of all, shame on you, but I got you covered. You go to iTunes, SoundCloud, download, subscribe, or the show page at TSN1050.ca under the show's section. And I tweet all the links out again at AndyMC81 at TSN 4 Downs. We're delivered by Domino's, folks. Delivery, carryout, whatever the occasion. You're busy. The sports night out with the guys, whatever. Domino's.ca. All their terrific deals. Domino's.ca. Now, we go out west. I chatted with Lauren Gardner earlier today. She's the host of Fantasy Football Hour, the Fantasy Freaks on Altitude TV, also a sideline reporter for CBS Sports. And she's a big Broncos fan, too, so we'll talk Broncos, and we'll get into all the fantasy football storylines. Here's my conversation with Lauren. Joining me now, host of Fantasy Freaks, and she's a host on Altitude TV, also doing some college football for CBS Sports Network, the one and only Lauren Gardner. Lauren, a real pleasure to have you on. How are you? I'm doing great, Andy. You just checked into a beautiful hotel here in Colorado Springs. You know, it's a glamorous life of broadcasting. <laughs> Hurry up and wait. <laughs> Lauren, let's get to uh, a few of the, boy, what a week around the NFL. And 
I think we should start with, and I talked with David Hellman, he writes for Cowboys.com, and I said, what what are they doing to the poor fantasy players? Because waiver wire Wednesday comes, everybody is scrambling, fighting over getting, well, is it Alfred Morris? Is it another running back? Do I go after the Miami Dolphins new guy since J.H.I. is gone? And then Ezekiel Elliott turns out to play, destroying everybody's week. I do not understand what is going on with the NFL and the court system right now. It's crazy. It, this, is, this is even worse than deflate gate. You're right. It's <laughs> extremely crazy. So, yes, he's active. People are freaking out. They may have dropped players that they probably shouldn't have mm-hmm. in order to replace Zeke. Uh, he's back in, you know, the over-under on this game right there at last I checked was 53.5 points. So I held on to him in one of my leagues, Andy. I, I feel nice. Maybe a little. It was a bold move, but I'm happy I held on to him. And who knows what's going to happen with him down the road. So I say you hold on to him, see what happens. And odds are he he might be available in your fantasy playoffs. Right. And that's that's really the question. It's, okay, is he going to be around for the playoffs? Is it going to be like a Tom Brady thing and it go into yeah. next year? Like, yeah, if you have a talent like Zeke, you got to hold on to him. But in your mind, who, if you're picking up another running back, are you looking Alfred Morris, because you got Drake in Miami that it's kind of, Drake and Williams in Miami, they're kind of a committee, and we really won't know how that shakes out until we actually see the game. So it's really tough. Yeah, that's a really tough one, especially since, okay, so now Cutler's healthy and yep. he's back under center, so you're not going, you're not really sure what's going to happen with that. You know, you have Jarvis Landry, you have, I'm, I'm really uncertain with what's going on in Miami. You could take a risk there. You could go with Morris. I, I just feel like the NFL this year is so week to week. And, you know, I say this, I host a fantasy football show, so do you. And we want people to rely on our expertise, but there are so many unknowns at this point. Oh, you're so right. I, I would lean. I don't know if I would go with the backfield in Miami. I think I might because I think Cutler's going to balance out that attack a little bit more. Yeah, I'm with you. I couldn't. Geez, couldn't be much worse than Matt Moore. Oh, boy. I know. Man. What he did when he came in for Cutler, he he showed so much promise. I was really excited about this. Yeah, and And, he's in spot starts. He's shown he can do it, but he laid an egg, so now it's back to Cutler. But let's talk quarterback here, Lauren, because, okay, Deshaun Watson, the darling of the league. No. And it's a non, the worst ones are the non-contact. That's what happened to Teddy Bridgewater, and he's still not back yet. Like, that's that's what really gets you. And, Lauren, you go. So think about this. Think about if you own, you picked, okay, I got Hopkins because I'm a bullish on Watson. (laughs) You got Will Fuller. You go from touchdown leader in the NFL and Deshaun Watson to Tom Savage, who has zero career touchdowns. That's quite the job. Yeah, oh. it's, it's not good. I actually covered on CBS the, the game between the Texans and the Colts a couple of years ago, and Ryan Fitzpatrick went down, enter Tom Savage, and they had to simplify the playbook yeah. for him. It's, it's really tough. And I actually have the Watson Fuller stack in my DFS lineup this week. Oh, no. So, yeah, it's a, it's a rough one. I think I might be able to uh, make some edits, but, yeah, that's a really tough one. I 
you see some of these stars going down and you don't know. I was just talking with Jay Feely, who's the analyst on our game tomorrow. If this is a product of maybe not doing enough in the preseason, maybe not playing your, your key guys as yeah. much, but then people yeah. will complain, okay, well, what if you do lose an Aaron Rodgers in game three of preseason? So I'm not sure, you know, getting back to maybe the cause of all this, you know, what's causing some of, you know, the biggest stars in the league to go down, but it's, it's a tough one. If you're an owner of, you know, Watson, Hopkins, or Fuller, if you made some sort of a bold trade mid, midway through the season, that's where we're at. I, I feel bad for you. I, I and I'm not sure what you can do. <laughs> um, you know, a, a, you could dig deep. And, you know, Jared Goff, especially this week, I, he's available in a lot of leagues. I think he would be a good pickup. Yeah, Lauren, that's exactly, you read my mind. That's exactly where I was going to go. You're in New York. The Giants' defense has been fine. It hasn't been great. It hasn't been unstoppable. But you have Goff with the weaponry around him. And I, I like Robert Woods as one of his targets this week. I think yeah. he's really flying under the radar. And especially with the Giants, you know, Janoris Jenkins is suspended for this game, so they're not yeah. going to have as much coverage in the secondary there. I think Woods is a great pickup. That's a great, well, terrific point there with Jenkins out. So Goff is a good pickup. When you go to even, even maybe, and it depends on which league you're in, Jameis Winston I see floating around in places. Like the Saints defense is much better this year, but you just know with two gunslingers like Breeze and Winston, like this one has the potential to be a couple 40 burgers being popped up here. Yeah, Andy, I see garbage time points in this yeah, game. Yeah. And on the other side, I would start Ted Ginn. Um, I, you know, even you know Deshaun Jackson. Just, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I think that's uh, it, it's interesting. And, and you, when you look at, let's say, a game like the Titans and the Ravens, we, you, you can't get too much unsexier if that's a word than that. I know. I mean, <laughs> do you really plan on following the game play by play? I don't think I do. No, like, and it's so tough. Like coming off the, of course, that scary hit Flacco getting, my goodness, yeah. knocked into the, you know, next next week. But you have Mariota who has the hamstring, and he was uh, somebody that a lot of people drafted and went over for. Like, if it's the Ravens, not like they had an a, an exciting offense to begin with. But the only, I'm touching none of the receivers. The only guy I might think of going towards is Alex Collins in the backfield because outside of that, Buck Allen is eh, in, again inconsistent. <laughs> Right, like I'm not touching these receivers with with an injured Flacco or Ryan Mallett. No, no. To your point, I mean, Mariota just four TD passes over yeah. six games this year, and oh. Alex Collins. I don't love the matchup, but I think you should start him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and you're right because the the Titans defense and they were one of my sleeper D's earlier in the year. Surprisingly potent. Like they can get they after really it. They really have been. Yeah, I agree. They've definitely been racking up the points. So why not, right? Yeah. And now, Lauren, you're out in Denver, of course, right? So we wanted yeah. to touch on the Broncos. You have Carson Wentz. We talked about the darling being Deshaun Watson. Well, Car- Carson Wentz, MVP candidate, 7-1 and one with the Eagles. That Broncos D we know is nasty, but they're 3-4. and four. If you're Carson Wentz, let's say you're playing some DraftKings, you're going daily, do you, do you take a chance with Carson Wentz because of how, how high he's been flying so far? Or is that Broncos D going to shut him down? You know, that's a great question. The Broncos have obviously been struggling, but it has nothing to do with this defense. If anything, I think the D is better than they were in 2015 when they won the Super Bowl. They just have so many weapons, not only up front, they're able to contain the run a little bit more. Obviously, you saw what happened with Ezekiel Elliott. That was, you know, incredible. And then the team is 
taken a turn and the defense is out on the field a lot more because of what Trevor Simeon and what that offense hasn't been able to do. Uh, however, I, I don't think I would risk it, especially in DFS with Carson Wentz, unless, you know, you're, you're in a league and you really have, you know, maybe a deep two quarterback league and you don't yeah. have any other choices. I would sit Carson Wentz this week. And last one for you here, Lauren. Are you liking yourself some Brock Osweiler? Because I'm a Browns fan, Lauren. I'm wearing a Browns <laughs> no, hat right I'm now. I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. It's uh, it's a rough life, but I, I saw <laughs> I saw Brock Osweiler up close and personal in this camp, and I know you know him real well from the time in Denver previously. Yeah. From what I saw, I know he had no weapons, but uh, if you couldn't crack that Browns club, I, I don't know how confident I would be as a Broncos fan. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot of confidence, especially with the O-line in front of him. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Simeon is a tough, tough guy, and he did the best he could right. with the tools that he possesses. He's never going to be, in my opinion, in the Denver media's opinion, a starting quarterback in the National Fo- Football League. No. Now, Brock Osweiler, you, you know, you saw what he did the year they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. He came in and he did great when Peyton Manning was struggling. It's it's going to be interesting because Mike McCoy is running a, a defense that is supposed to be run first, and you know C.J. Anderson has been trying to do what he can do. You have Devontae Booker coming back from injury and a few other you know pieces to that puzzle. But Demaryius Thomas hasn't scored a touchdown since Obama was in office, and then you have Emmanuel <laughs> <Yes>. Sanders <laughs> coming back from injury. And they might be able to connect, but if. If I was in a deep league, maybe take a risk if you have no other options, but I would stay away from anybody with this Denver offense. I think we have to use that. Since the Obama administration, (laughs) Demarius Thomas has not reached the end zone. Wow. It's really sad. Don't let anybody in Denver know I said that. (laughs) (laughs) What a different world it was when Demarius Thomas was scoring touchdowns. My goodness. Uh, Lauren, people can get you on Twitter at LG Red and tell people where they can find your work at Fantasy Freaks and all that. Yeah, so Fantasy Freaks and Fantasy Football Hour is on Altitude Sports Network. Um, You can catch that. Uh, Basically, check your local listings. New airings are on Wednesday evenings, and then they're also on the Fox Sports regionals throughout the country, including uh, NBC Sports Bay Area and MSG Plus, I believe, out in New York. So we're all over the place. All you have to do is look for Fantasy Football Hour, myself, Brad Evans, and Nate Lundy. And we have a lot of fun. We have a way of conveying the information and um, entertaining manners. We play a lot of games. We play Fantasy Jeopardy. We played Spin the Bottle last week (laughs) to get you all of your information and uh, we have our weekly dfs bets and there are punishments every oh. week it's not good and i've lost a few times i had to take a pie to the face maybe in week one. Oh boy <laughs> oh boy that's uh that's tough uh, lord yeah. uh, i can't wait to watch it sounds like a lot of fun and again on twitter at lg red a real pleasure let's do it again soon likewise thanks a lot andy All right, that was Lauren Gardner. And yeah, check out, hey, on CBS Sports, she'll be sideline reporter for the Army Air Force game there. Host of the Fantasy Football Hour on Altitude TV. We'll take our final break and come back. I'll have my DraftKings sleeper picks, our big three game picks, and also our four downs, Domino's, Pizza, DraftKings, NFL Pick'em Contest to help you win some money this week. A lot more coming up, TSN four downs. You know, it's tough, man. These Thursday night games, they suck. They throw a, a, a wrench in our schedule. It's absolutely ridiculous that uh, we have to do this. Um, and, you know, whatever. The league makes money off of it, and uh, that's all they care about anyway. So we uh, we just keep trucking. I mean, we got a tough group of guys in this locker room. And uh, back to the drawing board, back to Buffalo, and uh, got the Saints. 
Richie Incognito, the Buffalo Bills, salty, salty as Incognito about those Thursday night games. Probably in part because they lost to the Jets. Yeesh, Jets have four wins. How the heck did that happen? Welcome back. Final segment of TSN Four Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. If you missed any of the show, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the show page at tsn1050.ca under TSN Four Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. We post all the links on Twitter as well at TSN Four Downs, TSN the number Four Downs, and at AndyMC81. And folks, hey, how about tonight? How about today? Get some Domino's pizza, baby. Domino's.ca. If you're driving by one, carry it. Delivery wherever, whenever, whatever the occasion. Domino's.ca. One of their great specials. There are many. Large four-topping pizza, just eleven ninety-nine. You can get medium feast pizza, side dishes, dessert, everything you need. Domino's.ca. Okay, let's get a poll update here at TSN Four Downs. The crazy NFL trade deadline. Our question was: Which NFL trade deadline move will be the most beneficial this season? Not overall, but this season. Dwayne Brown to the Seahawks, the old lineman. Jimmy G. Garoppolo to the 49ers. JGI to the Eagles, or Calvin Benjamin to the Bills. Leading the way, Scrizz. It's JGI to the Eagles. Every poll we do with Eagles, it's always the Eagles. It's, we do have a heavy Eagles fan. Too base. many Eagles fans around here. We have. <laughs> we do have a heavy Eagles fan base. Mine again, it would be Dwayne Brown. Yeah, be going around to the Seahawks. So, uh, you can vote there at TSN Four Downs, TSN and the number Four Downs. Okay, Scrizz, hey, let's uh, take a look at some of the games this week. The Big Three. And uh, let's start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in to the New Orleans Saints. Two and five Bucks, five and two Saints. Boy, the Buccaneers. Jameis Winston and the Bucks were expected to take a big step forward. They're struggling. 52 over under. Scrizz, this one may not be pretty defensively, but it could be a lot of fun shootout wise. Yeah, like Jameis Winston, he's not healthy. No, but you even when tell. he wasn't, he still threw for over 300 yards. Like he's not afraid to sling it. He's not afraid, but I expected this Tampa Bay offense to be a lot better, especially once Doug Martin came back. Yeah. But they just they just look lost out there. Like I don't know if it's the O line. Like I just don't know if Winston's what he's not, maybe he's not reading the field properly. And again, he's banged up. And and the Saints defense is better. Uh, for the over under fifty two, I like the over Saints by seven. I think that's about right. I'll take the I'll take yeah, the spread. Division game, but Breeze and the team they, they just look good. They're running the yeah, ball doing really well. well. Alvin Kamara looks like a stud. Yeah, and and Ingram too. Who would have thought Saints defense? I know. Good. No, not me. Not me. Other one o'clock game. This will be an interesting one. Eagles hosting the Broncos. Uh, Denver three and four. Brock Osweiler back under center. Oh my! And the seven and one Eagles now over under in this one forty one and a half. Of course, that Broncos defense. I expect it to be relatively low scoring because of the Broncos D. Brock Osweiler is a hot mess. Uh, now we know he can be efficient. We know he, he is comfortable in Denver. The running game is going to be huge here. Philly by seven. I'll take Philly, but I think the Broncos are going to cover. I think it's going to be lower than that, Scrizz. I th- I think when this line first opened up, it was eight and a half for the Eagles. Then dropped. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I still think that that Denver defense is phenomenal. They got it is. They should have won that game on Monday night. Yeah, they're keeping their they're keeping their team in, and if the five run game turnovers, can work, Andy, I know, I know. And they were still kind of into the game. It's going to be a test. This be a will be test. the toughest uh, challenge Wentz has faced this year. Uh, I just don't like the, the no fly zone defense for a reason with the Broncos, mm-hmm. and I think the Eagles kind of get brought back to reality here. That that D line like Von Miller against 
somebody that's not Jason Peters. Yeah, let's see. I think they can have a game. I don't think Philly wins by seven. I'm taking the Broncos to cover. Broncos to cover. Okay, so we'll both take Broncos to cover Philly to win. 425 game. Well, I wish this was in prime time. Cowboys hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, my. And, yes, as we talked about, Ezekiel Elliott will, in fact, play. He's going to go for at least 120 on the ground. I don't care how good the Chiefs' defense is. Whenever the odds are stacked against him with one of these things, it seems he comes back with a big game. Cowboys favored by two and a half. Now, I don't know about that. I'll take the Chiefs to win outright, but that Zeke has, an, has a, a big game. See, to go back to my last pick with the Broncos, I do think, as you said, that Ezekiel will be able to run on this Chiefs defense. They got bailed out last week by the Broncos making a ton of mistakes. Yeah. I don't see the Cowboys turning the ball over five times. No. Um, yeah, the the Cowboys, they're on a mission just to kind of like they get, get over this whole Zeke thing. They don't know how long they're going to have him, so they might just run him to the ground for this week, yeah. knowing he's going to get a six-week hiatus. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. You'll go Cowboys. I'll okay. go Cowboys. I'll go Chiefs. Let's get to a couple of my sleeper picks. You can find all of them on the DraftKings site, the DK Playbook under the NFL strategy section. A couple for you here. I like Austin Hooper, tight end of the Falcons. He's 3700 bucks. Now, I pick also in here as my sleeper the Carolina Panthers defense. They're going head-to-head. Panthers, these 2700 bucks. You might think, well, why are you picking an offensive player against a defense? Well, Julio Jones, I think, is going to be taken care of. He hasn't been the same guy all year. Uh, Mohamed Sanu is going to be the next guy to cover. Austin Hooper is a nice connection safety net for uh, for Matt Ryan there. So Austin Hooper at the bye. You want to go a different direction for tight end? That doesn't tickle your fancy. How about Ed Dixon of the Panthers? I'm going heavy on the Panthers-Atlanta uh, game because Calvin Benjamin's gone. The only other player with the body size of Devin Funches is Ed Dixon, and he's already established as a nice underneath option for Cam Newton, who has not been very good this year. So he needs to reach the end zone. I think he's going to get more red zone targets, a nice buy at 3100 bucks there. So you can go Dixon, Hooper uh, for tight ends if you want to pick one of those. Uh, Carolina Panthers on the defense, and then Robert Woods is my wide receiver. Case okay, Chris, I know we're up against the clock, but... We do have, and thanks to our good buddies at Domino's, they treat us, treat us and the listeners so well. We have our Domino's DraftKings 4 Downs NFL Pick'em Contest. So not the salary cap side. It's real quick, real easy for anybody to play. You have eight tiers, and in each tier, you pick which player you think is going to play the best, have the best fantasy week that week. So all you do is you go to draftfree.com, draftfree.com, sign up. If you don't have an account, sign up there. If you do, just log in, draftfree.com, play along. Scriz and I go head-to-head. We win the money, too, Scriz. We don't play around. And Scriz oh, led. I'm, I'm stacking up these loonies. He led. <laughs> You're almost in for the for the, the grand prize. Almost. The Domino's grand prize and cash after that. So uh, Scriz started strong and finished. Didn't finish too well. But Story of my life, bud. Oh, boy. We're going to take you through the first three tiers real quick here, give you an idea. So tier one at draftfree.com for our pick'em contest is Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, Julio Jones. I'm not buying Julio against that Carolina defense. I like Gurley and the Giants. The defense is good, not great, and I think Gurley's just going to wear him down. I agree with you. Todd Gurley. We'll go Gurley. Number two, Will Fuller, Mark Ingram, Mike Evans. Uh, With Deshaun Watson, I would have gone Fuller. With Tom Savage and his zero touchdowns, I'm going to scratch him off. I'll go... I'll go Ingram here. I think Ingram on the ground because they'll try to they'll try to get after the uh, the Bucks on the ground. I'm gonna go with Mike Evans just because I think this might be more of a shootout and throw it think, out. And I trust Mike Evans versus anybody in that same secondary. Last one here that we'll do. You have eight tiers to pick through. Zach Ertz, who's questionable for the Eagles. Miller for Houston. Thomas and Kamara. Now I think they'll try to lean on the run game here with Miller, but I'll go. 
I'll go. I don't want to pick two of the same. I'll go Miller. I'll go Miller with Houston. Sorry, can you read me, read me back the yeah, four options? We got Ertz, Thomas, not taking Ertz, Camara, and Miller. See, I think I'm gonna have to go Thomas because Drew the Brees. shootout angle. Yeah, exactly. Go a couple there. Okay, and you over that 52, Andy. Hopefully, go over that 52. So again, you can go draftfree.com. Go head to head with Scriz and I. I'll post it on my Twitter at andymcd1 and at tsn 4 downs. Great show, everybody. Thank you to our guests David Hellman and Lauren Gardner for. Producer Mike Skrzyniak, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN 4 Downs across the TSN radio network.